This is Wordfall, with historical novelist Rosanna M. White, offering our words to the Lord at the crossroads of faith, family, and fiction. Santa Claus and giving. I admit it readily. I have occasionally had issue with the Santa question. I have friends who never even introduced the concept to their kids, and part of me wished I had put my foot down on it too. Because I never really introduced it, I just let it creep in. Whenever my kids would ask, I would say, well, what do you think? And I was about to pull the plug one year. I mean, really. Then I looked it up. I looked up the true history of St. Nicholas and how he became Santa Claus. And you know what I discovered? That of all the many Christmas gift-giving traditions, this is actually the only one I feel has its roots in the right place. So Nicholas was from a city in the Byzantine Empire, born in the late 200s and living through the mid-300s. From his youth, he was always given to matters of God. His parents died when he was young, leaving him a very wealthy boy. But rather than live in style, he was raised by his uncle, who was a priest, and he soon followed in his footsteps. So, sorry, there is no Mrs. Claus. Even as a boy, he was known as the Wonder Worker. He healed people of things like withered hands and illnesses with simple prayers. He calmed storms. He worked miracles. And he's still hugely remembered for those things in Europe, where you will be hard-pressed to find a town without a church dedicated to St. Nicholas. But do you know what else he's remembered for? Anonymous generosity. Okay, so he had all this money, but he had a heart for God. So what did he do? Well, whenever he saw the needs of someone in his community, he met them. Quietly, though. He threw gold through windows or down chimneys, and on occasion it's reported that some of that gold landed in a stocking left to dry over a banked fire. Sound familiar? For hundreds of years, Christmas stockings always had gold in them, or a golden fruit like an orange, in the bottom, to recall this story. Actually, it first started with shoes before stockings were a thing, but you get the idea. But the beauty of the thing is that Nicholas never claimed to be the gift giver. More, if someone caught him at it, he would beg them not to disclose the secret, not as long as he lived, because Christ charged us to give in secret. After his death on December 6th, the stories came out, though. Story upon story about the generosity and gift-giving of Nicholas, who was soon named a saint and whose feast day was established as December 6th. So, a new tradition was born— Whenever an anonymous gift was given, especially on his feast day, it was said to be given in the name of St. Nicholas, anonymously, because that's what Christ charged us to do. So it was basically like signing the gift as being from anonymous. Isn't that really what gift giving should be about? Not the glory of saying, look, I bought you something you'll love, but the knowledge that we're bringing joy to someone, better still, meeting the need of someone without expecting anything in return even the joy of seeing their faces when they open it. That is true giving. And that is what St. Nicholas represents. So how did St. Nick become Santa Claus? Well, it's because of the proximity of St. Nicholas's feast day to Christmas. So the two holidays kind of just merge together. But I'm going to say not in the right way. For hundreds of years, the gifts were given on December 6th, and December 25th was reserved as a day of worshiping the Christ child. Then Martin Luther revolutionized the church and tried to do away with the saints' days altogether. He was actually the one who said we should not expect gifts from St. Nicholas. Instead, we ought to be grateful for the gift of the Christ child. 
But in typical fashion, people were not willing to give up all their old traditions. So they changed the name and began saying the gifts were from the Christkindle, which is the German or Dutch for Christ child, which Americans then heard and thought was Kris Kringle, which is how it became, ironically, another name for Santa Claus. Also, just note that Santa Claus is directly from the Dutch words for Saint and Nicholas, Klaus being a nickname for Nicholas, and Santa coming from Sinta, the word for saint. So you see what happened? In an effort to change tradition, all we succeeded in doing was losing its meaning. Santa became a symbol of greed to many, when that's the last thing he ever was in reality. He became a symbol of Christmas when you take Christ out of it, when his life was dedicated to putting Christ in everything. When I read all this history, I was inspired and I was also saddened because one of the most honorable traditions surrounding gift giving is the one that's so often hated by the church. Oh, we're happy to give gifts, but we don't want to lie to our kids. And let's face it, we don't want to share the glory when we find that perfect something for them. Well, I'm not going to lie to my kids. Instead, I'm going to teach them and have taught them who St. Nicholas really was. More, why he did the things he did. And I like to hammer home that the beauty of the thing is in the anonymity. Who leaves those presents? Well, that's for you and your faith and your logic to decide. But the most important thing as a receiver of said gifts is knowing that they're given from love. Not just the love of a friend or the love of a parent or the love of other family, They represent the love of God, the love of Christ, embodied by the anonymous generosity of a man like St. Nick. So I've decided, you know, I don't lie to my kids about it, but I do explain that St. Nick was a real person who did indeed appear miraculously to many people even after his death, it said. So it's not about magic. It's about miracles. That believing God can do the impossible is part of our faith. And another part is being his hands and feet, being his vehicle, being St. Nicholas, not just on Christmas. In fact, you know, do something revolutionary and get away from even giving the gifts on Christmas Day. I don't know. Try it out. But do give gifts. Just change up how you do it. So my challenge is to try to take yourself out of your gift giving. Try signing gifts as from Anonymous or St. Nicholas. Leave them for people to find without knowing they're from you. Let's start giving for the right reasons. And let's give some credit to the memory of the man who always did that. Santa is not a symptom of the evils of a commercialized nation. We are those symptoms. Our attitudes are. Santa, if you dig back in history, is the memory of a man who knew how to do things right. And I bet if Nicholas of Mira could see how his image has been changed over the the years— and even how he is hated by some Christians, he would weep, because all he ever wanted to do was show Christ's love to his flock. He would want us, just like I firmly believe God does, to get back to the roots of that. Is that difficult? Absolutely. Because there are expectations on us, right? We would feel pretty cheap if we showed up without something in hand, and don't reveal that we've already given something. But that, too, is a symptom of the problem. Giving should not be about our pride. Giving should be about him, not me, him, not you, him. If we're giving in our own name, well, that makes the gift about us. Makes you think, right? Or at least it made me think. Because giving gifts has always been, to me, about the recipient and my joy in giving it. 
not really about God at all. And maybe that's fine sometimes, maybe on our birthday, but on Jesus's birthday, I really don't think that's what we should be doing. So this is something I've been tackling year after year since I first started researching this, trying to figure out how to glorify the Lord and honor Christ on his day, just like every day. I'm never going to sell St. Nicholas shirt again, I can tell you that, because he understood all his life what it's taken me a lot of years to figure out. Check out rosannamwhite.com for information about me or my books and to subscribe to my newsletter. This episode of Wordfall is brought to you by Bookish Tees and Totes, bringing you t-shirt and tote bags for book lovers created by book lovers. Check out bookishteesandtotes.com to see our latest designs. Wordfall is a proud part of the White Fire Podcast Network. Please visit whitefire.tv podcast for other shows I know you'll love.